In the first part of 1971, on a small island near the Aleutians, the second underground nuclear test took place. This is what happened. You're in the middle of the road, jackass! Can you tell me where cornbread is? Turkeys! Hello, and welcome again to another, just another moving out experience. <laughs> this is Talking Trash. Talking Trash. November edition. November. Thanksgiving means... <laughs> little gobble gobble. And we're going to do something different this time. For the whole month, we're going to do Talking Trash episodes on our favorite turkeys. Movies that are so bad, we love them. <laughs> and we're gonna take turns picking them so bad it's good the first movie out is my turn and it's a celebration of the big man the man in charge godzilla The head honcho. <laughs> he is turning 68 a few days after this will launch. And we're celebrating him in the only way I know how. With a masterpiece called Godzilla vs. Megalon. <laughs> oh, okay. And I have seen this movie probably about 30 times. That's it? I would have thought you would have said at least 230 times. I I don't know, because this is one of those movies that, as a child, I watched over and over and over again, to the point where it's disturbing. And now in later life, I'm forced it upon you. Well, I feel like I've watched it 30 times, so you must have no. seen it more than that. No way. I mean, I've seen this movie a lot. I think you've seen it about three or four times. This might be your fourth time. I think I might be on, to be realistic. You, did you remember any of it? Um... Well, but absolutely not, because I've seen so many Godzilla movies. But, um, you know, I do remember a little bit of it. I do remember the little boy. Hi there. Yeah. Um, he was like, his voice, his voice, overdub voice was so... Oh, it's, a, it was uh, it's, a, it's amazing. It was out of control. It was yeah. just so... There's no way that that voice could ever come out of that kid. And I know that they did that on purpose, because it's an overdub. It's obviously not that kid's and voice. And they never hired ch children actors for overdubbing. They right. always... Hire adults pretending to be children, and it's always amazing. Yes, and it sounded like a woman. Like, it could have been a woman doing, always, doing yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I remember that kid, and, of course, I remember Jet Jaguar. You know what? I'll call him Jet Jaguar. And, oh, yes, um, my love of Jet Jaguar. Um, yeah, and that's what I remember. Well, since this is Talking Trash, and since this is our Turkey Edition... Talking trash is always when we go through a movie, dissect it, rip it apart, joke around about it, and just try to figure it all out. If it makes sense, 
and then we're going to talk about our ratings and our feelings about it. So let's uh, talk this plot out because there's a lot to unpack on this one because at 118 minutes, a short movie as it is, (laughs) there's a lot of questions. Yeah. Not not much makes sense in this film. No, I mean, we can't really try and figure it out because, you know, there's really nothing to figure out. It's pretty... It's, what? It's, it's. I mean, you know, the plot, I mean. I'm mind blown right now. No, the, the plot. Like, they tell you in the movie, like, what's going no, on. None of it makes sense. Yeah, they do. They tell you there's, like, an earthquake happening. Nope. But then, really, it's, they do, they think it's an earthquake in the beginning. Well, yeah. But we know that it's not because there's <laughs> undersea dwellers. All right. Well, this movie opens up <laughs> with a narration explaining, in the worst narration you've ever heard, too, just guys like... The atomic bomb, things are happening, and Monster Island is affected by it. The effects of the explosion were widespread, even on faraway Monster Island in the South Pacific. And so we already jump in that Monster Island exists. We're in the Godzilla universe, and he's the friendlier version of Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's he's pissed off, so we get to see his island. Now, this is a new A-bomb test. We really don't know where or what bot where they're doing this, but whatever it is has affected the Monster Island inhabitants in a bad way. So we get a shot of maybe three or four of our favorite uh, kaiju all getting pissed off. We got Anguirus, Rodan, Godzilla, and they're all just like, what the F is going on? And the best <laughs> part about this is all shots from another movie. None of it makes sense to what they're telling us is happening. Because what's happening is an A-bomb is set off somewhere else, and for some reason, Monster Island is caught up in a fireworks show. And they're just pissed off, and they don't know why this is happening. And we don't know why this is happening. And in fact, we'll never be told why it's happening. So we move on from that to a nice little picnic with a maybe gay couple. Yeah, I don't know what their what their their relationship is, uh, simply because there's a little boy involved, and I mm-hmm. I just remember him being like I don't even it think they ever say said. it, but I I just I always assumed that his brother was the one controlling Jet Jaguar. Whose brother? The little boy. The little boy's brother. So you think they're brothers? I think the little boy and the um, Jet Jaguar guy is uh, you know the controller mr ascot mr yeah i I think that he they're they were brothers that's what i I assumed well it's an interesting thing to assume because their age difference is high yeah it's true what i take this is and what i've always taken this as is this is a johnny quest scenario (laughs) where what there is no wife but there is a scientist who has a child and he has a bodyguard friend and it's questionable if they're in a relationship with each other. Okay, that that that, that makes sense. I mean, they do have a a, a bromance. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a bromance. It, it's a wild one. And one of them is definitely stronger than the other. Yeah, for There's sure. one that's the muscle. Yep. And the other one is a scientist. I'm, I'm doing that with quotations with my fingers. You can't see it. Because the things that this guy doesn't know about are amazing. Now, right off <laughs> yeah, the bat, we should tell you this. Yeah, he doesn't know about a lot of stuff. The child's name is Roku. Okay. Rokuro. Okay. Rokuro. Rokuro-chan. Um, so, yeah. Now, he is in the middle of a lake, right? 
and they are on a picnic. And the two men are picnicking, watching the child in the middle of the lake on the coolest toy you've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a cool like um, paddle boat. It's a paddle boat that looks like clownfish. Yeah, it's really cool. And he's out there just paddling away, having the time of his life. And he's going, hey, look at me, look at me, everybody, look, at it's so good. Yeah, like that's exactly how his voice sounds. That's how it sounds. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably doing it better than the actual overdubber is doing it. I think you might be doing it better. Because it's way more annoying. Yeah. But I love it. It makes me laugh my ass off. But the kid is, you know, he's pretty smart, I think, you know? Oh, he's awesome. This kid's getting stuff done in this movie. I actually like this kid. Yeah. Well, so then we're watching the happy couple hanging out on the beach, which is not even a beach. It's virtually just rocks they're laying on. And they're sharing a Coca-Cola in a nice little cups. Yeah. Their names are Goro. That's very hard to forget. Goro. And Hiroshi. Yes. Looks like fun. Wanna try? Yeah, why not? A drink? Yeah. And they are watching him with glee paddling away. But then there's an earthquake from the A-bomb, apparently, that's being tested somewhere. And the lake that they're in, they, they think it's like an earthquake, which you just said. Yeah. And we know this because the camera's shaking and they're throwing boulders at them. Which is great. And they're trying to get the kid who is crying for help in the middle of the ocean. By the way, this kid is constantly dressed the same way. He's always dressed like Gilligan. He does look like Gilligan, but mm-hmm. except he's wearing like booty shorts. It, so was Gilligan. Gilligan? Like, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. he was wearing booty shorts. This is like the exact same outfit as, Gil- uh, outfit as Gilligan wore on the show. Um, he's screaming for help in the middle of a lake because the lake is now sucking inward like a drain. Which it really is, because we get a shot of the lake later on, which is obviously a miniature, and it's just a tub, and it's draining, and yeah. we get to watch the toy get sucked into the drain. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, too, because usually when a lake gets drained, there's, like, some kind of, like, debris or, you know, sea life or, or not sea life, but, like, you know, some kind of life, you well, know, in the lake. So, like, when they when they drain it, when mm-hmm. it gets drained, you think that there would be some crap on the ground. Well, that's the thing. We see a shot. Uh, well, let's just say that they saved the child. And then this is the best thing. When you go to a picnic, always bring a grappling hook rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's a necessity for all picnic adventures. This kid is literally in the middle of this. Thing. <laughs> and like, okay, what they think is an earthquake, right? So yeah. they're screaming towards the kid. And the kid's screaming, help me, help me. And he's in the middle of the lake. So yeah. they can't swim out and get him yeah. in time. So <laughs> he shoots. one of the guys just shoots a grapple over yeah. to the I mean, this is like... that he's riding on. The kid's riding on. Imagine a shirt cannon yeah, at, a, at yeah. a sporting event, and but it's shooting a grappling hook. And it flies out, and the kid's able to get it and be towed in. And they save him right before all of the water gets sucked into the holes. And then we see the lake. And by the way, they didn't save the toy. The coolest toy ever. That's a running thing in this. This kid has the coolest toys, and he gets he, he loses them all. Um, yeah, it's tragedy. We see that the middle of the lake is now a giant ripped crater where there is cracks everywhere, and it almost looks volcanic in a way. And you think this is a big deal, and this should really freak them out, and they should really try to figure out what's going on or study it? Nope. Cut to them driving away in a car, happy as hell, and having the most hilarious jazz flute music playing. They're excited, and everything's great. But the radio tells us...
the latest news flash. Earthquakes are still being experienced in many parts of the Pacific. It is feared many lives have been lost. According to the National Seismic Institute, the disturbances were undoubtedly caused by the nuclear test. They also warned that more tremors are expected. Incredible, isn't it? What the hell are they trying to do? Wipe us all out or something? Yeah, you're right. A lot of people have died. Anyways, yeah. in so other news... It's like, you know, going on a picnic type music. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, Lifetime Channel, you know, like, you know, when families go on drives and they yes. play that happy music. That's what it was like. Yeah. And you know, you know what I'm thinking is that in this world, it is being decimated constantly by kaiju. So all of news is just got to be like taken with a grain of salt. Everybody's happy because it's like, well, we didn't die from a kaiju attack this week. I guess that this is as happy as they can get. So uh, they drive away, and they get to their house. And this is another thing to talk about. I don't know if this is a house. Because we never see anything but a laboratory. Yeah, so we're just going to assume that it's it's just a lab. And I don't know if they all live together. But they go up. The child goes to open the door, and it's already open. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and they get jumped by... Jimmy Fallon in a wig. <laughs> this That's guy, at certain angles, this guy who jumps out at them, this guy's wearing an ascot and a suit jacket to rob somebody. Yeah, okay. because you have to look stylish yeah. when you do this. Imagine if they took Jimmy Fallon and they put on a, oh my God, I'm trying to think of how to explain this hair thing that this guy's got. It it shoots out of the sides. Yeah, it, he looks like a 1970s um like you know gun for hire yeah and but he's wearing like an ascot and like most of the time these characters are all wearing like turtlenecks they're all bond villains yeah they all look like they they do look like bond villains for sure the other guy with jimmy fallon looks just like uh bluto from the popeye movie yeah he really does and he but he's skinny like yeah. a skinny version skinny of that guy. But yet he's wearing, I believe he's wearing a turtleneck too. So you know, they, all villains have to wear turtlenecks. Yeah, and they're all wearing pastels, like really ugly and pastel like colors. And blazers and... They yeah, all have they sweaters just, with turtlenecks under them. Yeah. It is crazy close. It, it, it and looks it, crazy. It just makes me so happy to watch everybody. Well, they get jumped and they, all three of them get the shit kicked out of them very quickly and Including the, the kid who probably has his neck broken, but, chi- you know, we don't know. <laughs> the child and the scientist get instantly knocked out. And the, I, re- I think the reason he's not there is he's parking the car. Mm-hmm. He dropped them off really nicely, and he went to park the car. And then he comes up there, and he tries to save them. And he tries to fight off the bad guys. And just to make sure that the other two aren't dead, he jostles them around by the neck. When they're knocked out to wake them up. And he's like, are you guys all right? Okay, fine. And he always checks. I, I'm, I was watching this. very. He always checks the scientist first to make sure he's fine. Yeah, of course. And, and the reason I bring this up is this happens multiple times throughout this movie that he has to check on them because they're constantly being knocked out. Well, yeah, they go through some shit. They shit. go through yeah. some shit in this movie. And this poor little kid. I mean, he like basically has like a broken body. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he just with the with the narrated with his overdubbing voice it's so funny help and it, me yeah help he's like yeah, you know i'm okay you know <laughs> i'm all right um, it kind of sounded like the fly when i did it uh, help me. Help me. um so he goes in and this guy's badass he he, he is definitely what's his name uh race bannon <laughs> race bannon he chases after them 
and his car, he, there's a whole thing. He runs out, gets in his car, chases them, somehow catches up to them. They have a whole thing. He's driving at night. But we don't he really know why them. the goons are there, right? At we that have point. no idea. We're just yeah. assuming that, you know, because when they walked into the lab, Jet Jaguar was there. Um, you know, they, the well, robot was there. Yeah, not to, uh, to, to spoil future events, but yeah, there's a crazy looking robot thing in the middle of the room. And their and their their place is trashed, like they were stealing something. But nothing's been taken, as far as these people can tell. So he gets back to the you know the guy who chased them. He couldn't get them. They get away. So he gets back to them, and they have found red powder. They say it's sand, and they find red powder. Mm-hmm. And the guy who is fighting off the people to save them he somehow grabbed a button-looking device. It looks like a flat little red button, and he. They, they, you know what? They've just been mugged. They have been knocked out. A child has been hurt. No cops are called. They decide to have tea. Yeah, they sat around. They had tea. Everyone seems to be fine. And I even made mention. I'm like, are there no cops in Japan? Uh, uh, not in this I movie, mean, which is even so crazier. Um, we don't really know what these people do, except work on this robot, apparently. So they're yeah, sitting around tea, and he says... Hey, uh, what's that thing in your hand? Oh, it's a button I found. And the kid's like, give me that. And the kid figures this whole thing out. He goes, hey, this looks like sand that we found. And he's like, you found sand? Yeah. So they match it up and they go, holy crap, this might be the same thing, right? Montage. Now, this montage is mind-blowingly bizarre. I have no idea what this is. They seem to be researching the sand in a montage using blowtorches, welding masks, uh, an entire thing, and I do not know what they find out because the character just comes up and goes, "It is of the same substance." Like, what the yeah, like, fuck wh- is I, the montage? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand. I'm like, yeah. okay. Did they go to the cops? Did they research? He says it's of a special. I think the uh, the the guy who we were calling race, uh, he shows up. The bodyguard basically. Yeah. He shows up and be. The whole montage has nothing to do with the sand, it turns out, because he just brings it in and goes, oh, someone told me that this sand is from the ocean. Right. And that's when we enter into a whole new um, area of the plot, which it, it's all, it's crazy and all over the place as it is. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before you jump into that, we have to talk about what he says. It's from the ocean, but near Easter Island. And now the scientist... He's a scientist. Yeah, he goes, what the hell is that? He knows nothing and about go- Easter Island. He says, we've been checking over that sand we found here. Go on. It's from a strata 30 miles below the seabed. Huh? You sure? Yeah. The only other place you'll find it is on Easter Island. Easter Island? Where's that? It's an uninhabited island 2,000 miles east of Tahiti. It's mainly famous because of a very peculiar discovery that was made there. Some huge statues overlooking the sea. They're said to be over three million years old. Hmm. Well, that doesn't help one bit. It makes it worse. Uh, how does he not know about this? You learn this in every class. There's Easter Island is like, what are the, you know, the, these structures that look like heads right. were carved out? I mean, out you of? learn about that stuff yeah. in school. And he's like, I never, what is that? And so he explains it to him in like a little science thing. He, oh, da, 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 da cut to easter island but we go underneath it and we see a matte painting of a world under the water apparently and we cut to a guy 
who looks like Sean Connery in a toga? Yeah, so we're led to believe that he is the king of, let's call it Seatopia. He call, I think he says Seatopia. He says Seatopia, so let's this go This is with where that. you have a lot of questions. You can talk about all I, what he starts saying. Okay, can, first of all, this guy, man. I can't with this guy. Um, nothing, what he's saying makes any sense. Okay, so his, his scene in the movie, I just need some help on this. Because he... There's literally the, the outfits. Can we just talk about the outfits first of all? He's in a toga. He's in a toga. He looks like he's having some weird sex party. Yeah, you actually made a joke. It, is he, what is he, a sex party? And then they cut two women looking like sperm? Yes. They running have around these, in a oh dancing Oh my God. They have, the, the whole scene is him talking nonsense. And then it, the, the girls, there's a bunch of girls in white underwear. And then like these ridiculous, they look like bug nets. Hmm on their heads and they're just dancing around in some kind of like ritualistic dance sequence for whatever reason it has nothing to do with anything that he's saying all he is saying basically is that he completely contradicts himself and it's so confusing because he says that earth earth is the yeah. enemy yeah and he wants revenge on earth he says the earth and the he earth. says the atom bombs that they've been blowing up have destroyed a third of their country? Yeah, so he says the the atom bombs that the earthlings have, you know, detonated have destroyed like a third of their country. Of their country. Making it seem like they are still on earth. Yeah. Which they are. Okay. They're in the ocean apparently. So why are they referring to you know, getting revenge on the earth and then also this in the same breath referring to themselves as a country? Yeah, yeah. And saying that you know, they're they're Cetopians, so they live under the ocean, which they make themselves seem like they're not even on the same planet as Earth. Yes. So and it was very confusing. I'm like, what is this? This leads me to believe that they've never made contact with Earthlings. What's that? Where's those places? I never heard of them before. I'll tell you. With the humans but, on the surface. Right, that's what we're led to believe, because but we know that they have. No. Because one of the goons with the ascot works for oh, them. We got it. Well, that's where I have so many questions about this movie. So he's making it sound like the only. They, look, they won't stop destroying us, but it doesn't look like he's ever reached out and talked to the United Nations or, or tried to make a pact with the you know, humans. Like, so. It's so bizarre to me. His first instinct is, we got to kill the surface people. All people, today, Zootopia goes to war. After three million years of peace, we finally have to fight. We don't want to, but the people of Earth leave us no choice. With their nuclear test, they have already destroyed a third of our country. No more. Zootopia will strike back. For today, the Earthmen now will have to take their own medicine. That's right. For I will unleash Megalon to protect our land, our underwater world. Right? Yes. And he, we, I have to talk about this because he has a funny headpiece. It's not a headpiece. It's a, basically a band on the front of his head. But he has a googly-eyed version of the kaiju that he will now unleash onto the Earth which I could not stop laughing at, staring at it. Because when the little thing looks worse than the big monster, yeah, it's even funnier when you have a googly thing and you have the eyes just staring at you. But So yeah, we find out that the goons 
work for him and they have put a listening device in the laboratory to hear these scientists do work. Mm-hmm. Which... This, well. <laughs> this is crazy. Because now they're saying to us that they have infiltrated the surface and they have people working, jobs, and wearing regular clothes. Well, I wouldn't say regular clothes, but clothes. Um, because I guess the people underwater wear togas and weird... Like dresses, like see-through dresses. Well, you know, bug nets uh, on their heads and and <laughs> big sperm tails on their heads. Uh, and if they infiltrated them and they have all this stuff, why not just take over or infiltrate the A bombs, right? The, the program and stop it from there. Their plan is one of the most batshit crazy things I've ever heard. His plan, this guy, and by the way, he, it's played by an American. This yeah, actor. he's an American. Uh, yeah. He says, we have to destroy the humans. And he prays to his idol to wake up. Apparently, the co-star in this movie, Megalon, is a uh, is a, like a lazy bum who just won't wake up. And he keeps going, <laughs> wake up, wake up and get revenge for us. Wake up. Megalon. Megalon. Wake up, Megalon! Come on, rise up now! To the Earth's surface! Destroy the Earth! Destroy our enemies! Rise up! Go on, Megalon! You know, and then he shoots out. And he shoots he, out right near a huge dam. Yeah. And well, that was very convenient. That's late. Yeah. He, he's shooting out, and it takes a long time for all that to happen. But we cut back to these two goons have been listening into the scientist, and the scientist goes to the friend. He says, uh, "My, it's worked. My robot has been created, and he works. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, you did it? He's like, yeah, I, I did it. I'm going to call him Jet Jaguar. Not bad. You're right. It suits him. That's a great name. And he's okay, like, which makes you know a whole, whole lot of sense. That's a perfect name. He yeah. really looks like a jet jaguar. Yeah, he really he has that. Yeah, he looks like a jaguar. He, he really does. He's yeah. completely metallic looking, with like a Hershey's kiss typed head. Yep. Um, he's orange got and blue color orange scheme. and blue color scheme that looks like um rubber around his arms. He just mm-hmm. looks like the Michelin man. He does. He looks exactly like the tire guy. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And so yeah, he looks exactly. So that's an appropriate name. Yeah. He, he's also got the biggest shit eating grin on his face. He does. He has like a, a grill. He yeah. has yeah. So I mean, just to describe this to you, you guys have to see this. It's yeah, uh, it's yourself. a must. But, well, at the same time, the child roku yeah he is outside and he was playing with a motorcycle that he has built which is a miniature motorcycle and yeah, he, it's super cute this kid's really smart this kid's like eight five how old no, is he he's he's probably like eight or nine okay he's eight or yeah. nine he just gets to go he goes okay bye i'm gonna go ride on my motorcycle and the guys are like have fun he goes off and he gets kidnapped by Jimmy Fallon and Bluto. And they throw him in the car and they speed up the shot. So you see Bluto wrestling this kid in the back of the window 
and sped up, he looks like he's throwing him all over the car. It is hilarious. This kid's getting mm-hmm. beat up. So they bring them, they hear on the rate, they hear in their little transmitter that Jet Jaguar is done. They finished him. He's up and running. They've done what they wanted. And they're like, oh, we got to go get a robot now. So they take the child back to the laboratory and fake the kid waving at the front door so they open it for him. But it never seems like it's locked because everybody just goes, Everyone come just on in. walks in, yeah. yeah. So why they have to do any of that is beyond me. They get in there and they shoot smoke. smoke some bombs? kind of smoke shot. Like it's a bullet, but it like just shoots smoke in their faces. And they, again, the child and the scientist pass the hell out. Yes. So, But they, they hit the floor. So, you know, yeah. this is just another incident of... These kid, this kid it's, and the scientist getting, getting messed up. I feel so bad yep. for this kid. Speaking of kids, can I just give you a tasty tidbit about Jet Jaguar? Jet Jaguar was created by a child. Okay. So um, the whole concept was that, like, um, it was like fan service. So it was a contest that Toho had in the in like 1972 for children to come up with a new hero for for them to use in their movies. Great. And, That's awesome. Yeah, a child came up with jet jaguar that's amazing yeah so i thought that's kind of Perfect. cool yeah. yeah so cool yeah especially well the some of the trivia later on i'll talk about yeah um because then i've seen this movie and i know a lot about it but well we it turns out that the child and the scientist have now been locked into a uh shipping container yes and, and this we know after this they were knocked out by yeah. the knockout guys. they wake up in it and the way we know that this is in a shipping container, because the scientist is brilliant, and he says, I think we're in a metal box. <laughs> I, I, this guy... No, but they're all tied up, and the kid's, like, hog-tied. Yeah. And, and he's, like, probably have brain damage at this point. Yeah. And the best part is the scientist goes, get over here and untie me. <laughs> and now they're both tied with their hands behind their backs. Right, with their hands but behind their backs. he wants back the kid to get him to out. get him out. This guy, he... <laughs> He's in. He's a guy who just created artificial intelligence. Yeah. He doesn't know what Easter Island is. <laughs> he he deduces that they're in a metal box because they're in a metal box. Like there is no a way around this. And they're jostling. This is the best part because they're on a shipping container on the back of a pickup truck, and they're flying all around in this. Right. Every time the truck takes a turn, they're flying and cracking their heads on the side yeah. of the shipping container. And every time, I swear to God, this kid has like a broken neck. Oh, it's insane. He has brain damage, a, a severe concussion at least. Yep. I mean, this kid has been like, I mean, destroyed. <laughs> this poor little boy. Yeah. So <laughs> the funniest part about this is they cut back to the other guy. And for some reason, he kept, Jimmy Fallon is at the laboratory. Like using Jimmy Fallon. using hit the computer and communicating with Cetopia, I believe it's called. We've managed to occupy the laboratory, and we have the inventor too. That's good. You've done well. Set up the robot and get it to guide Megalon to the target. Yeah. And we don't really know who he's communicating with because it's not the man that's down there that just commanded a monster to right, kill yeah, everybody. Right, yeah, he's not talking to him, but he's. we know that he's talking to someone in someone Cetopia. Someone in Cetopia, some, someone official. Yeah. We, we don't know. But for some reason, they kept they kept the uh, the bodyguard guy yeah. in the laboratory with him. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, I don't get this so at all. So he was tied up. Now, now uh, let's just run through this plot. Because at this point in the movie... I feel the, like the bodyguard is in the shipping container with the kid. 
No, no, it's the scientist, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. It is definitely a scientist because he's stupid. He always says dumb things to everybody. He doesn't know anything. And we know that the bodyguard is the one in the office because when he gets out, he kicks the shit out of the guy in the office with him. But, well, let's just break down the plot because Cetopia has now unleashed a kaiju to destroy the surface planet. Yeah. But they also have a sub-plan where they want to take a robot and a scientist and a child to Cetopia. To make robots. Let's just, let's just, what? You have a kaiju. You have a kaiju. Why would you need a robot? Yeah. And what would be the reasoning since your whole plan for the kaiju is to destroy Earth? Yeah. And so why, why would you also jeopardize the one plot by releasing a kaiju in the same area as where you have people trying to get Jet Jaguar? Yeah, I I don't understand. It's very baffling. Baffling. And so they have now, this is also crazy, they automatically have control of Jet Jaguar, and they can make him do whatever he wants. And the, what they use him for is to fly to Megalon and tell him, hey, follow me, which mm-hmm. Megalon now does, right? What, what's really, that, this is really odd. But what's even more odd is that their plan is that they need the scientists who created Jet Jaguar because they want more robots. And so their plan is to drop him in a shipping container down into the ocean. Yeah. What I, the I don't, fuck is happening? How would they think that two human beings would survive? would survive that? And why would it be so hard? Couldn't they just put them in a shell or some kind of container just to shoot them down into the water or a submarine or, or something. They're going to drop him in a shipping container in off a dam with a child. And why do they need the child? Why, why do they, yes, that, that's I know he's baffling. intelligent. He's it's, more intelligent than... He's actually more intelligent than the scientist. father, scientist, yeah, We don't know who they are, how the they're child. related, but yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really crazy. And then the funniest part about this is now Cetopia has hired, has goons. But those goons don't know how to drive pickup trucks. So they have hired two bumbling pickup truck guys and told them they're going to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. That's why? what they do. For what? Well, what? Why? The whole point is to wipe out Earth anyway. Yeah. And, and why? Even, these guys can't pick up. They can't use a pickup truck. And this is even better now because they, he calls some other guys. Well, what happens is the bodyguard gets loose. Right after Jimmy Fallon has told him the entire plot, they say that Cetopia's messed up. They need robots to help them build. Yeah. That's the plot. And he instantly gets out of his chair by smashing the chair, breaking it apart, and beating Jimmy Fallon up. And then he tells him, where are my friends? Where, where is the scientist? Where is the kid? And he's he keeps slamming his head into the ground, and he tells him. And then... But what's more amazing to me is that, you know, the bodyguard or, yes, the bodyguard gets into his car and somehow finds yep. the truck yep. that they were in, in the he, shipping container. He, he says finds it. they're in a truck, in a shipping container, and I don't think he says they're going to drop them at the dam. I don't no, remember No, he never that. says that. No. Yeah. So, That's why I'm like, oh, this is, this is very, like, you know... It's convenient because this guy knows exactly how to find this car. Yes. In in all of this island that they're on, like, he knows how to find it. Yeah, and he leaves Jimmy Fallon awake. Oh, he doesn't, like, tie him up or anything. He doesn't he, tie him he up. He just leaves he him. He just leaves him. 
and Jimmy Fallon wakes up, calls more goons who have motorcycles and extra cars. Yeah. These guys can't use a pickup truck. Right. But they could drive a motorcycle and cars. And they come and hunt down the bodyguard while he's on a hunt for, for his friends. And there's just insane stunts where they're driving down the middle of cliffs. They're driving down staircases. Oh, insane stunts. Insane, insane stuff's going on here. Like, it looks like, um, it, I, I mean, I know they weren't really doing that, driving down the, the you know, Oh, they mountain, totally did it. Yeah, But it, it's like, I mean, it, there's some parts that seem sped up to me. Oh yeah, there's absolutely there's absolutely some stuff that is sped up. But how did anyone's car not flip over during that oh, stunt? I mean, that was crazy, and they were using these tiny, tiny cars yes. too. You can see that they reinforced certain spots and they did certain things. It's yeah. It, I think one of the motorcycle guys falls and he gets um, comically put in cement, and they play. Wink, 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 yeah, it's thing. very comical. It, it you know th- this movie does not take itself seriously yeah. except when the <laughs> the Zootopia king is speaking and you know you have to he like commands attention. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, yeah. not saying anything that's although coherent. he's dressed in a way where it's like you can't take this guy no, seriously. No, he looks like a joke and he's not. He's just babbling yeah. incoherently. You don't even understand what he's talking about. <laughs> well, it turns out Megalon has been sent to the dam to destroy it and knock all the water in. He does this by. Going right through the middle. Now, look, I absolutely love these movies. I love them. The miniatures are so endearing and so much fun, and you can't get enough. Of it's them. fun to see them smash the miniatures. He, this actor, whoever's in the Megalon suit, jumps right through the dam and goes sliding like a slip and slide through the the, the water. And that was fun. It was funny. It just so happens that at the same time. The shipping container is about to be dropped off the same ledge that Megalon is smashing through. The guys who are driving the pickup truck run away. But, be, damn, I forgot this. They, um, they're getting paid a lot of money to drop this shipping container off this bridge. And they're not asking any questions until something happens and they go, I don't want to do this anymore because I think they're getting calls that Megalon... A, a huge kaiju is loose. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't want to do this. And Bluto's with them, and he s- puts a gun on them, which looks like a little toy phaser. Yeah. And they beat the crap out of him and throw him off a cliff. <laughs> no, they toss him out of the car. Yeah, he, goes he goes flying down the cliff. He goes flying down the cliff. Like, it was They murdered was this crazy. guy. I swear to God, I feel like they murdered that yeah. person. And even better, they still go do the job. Yeah, they do. <laughs> why? I don't know why. They I don't get to the know. thing and they go to drop this thing. I mean, they were uh, they were under duress, and then now they're not. And, and now they're, they're still like, go to the trunk to the uh, to the truck to yeah. drop this crate off. And the they side. go to drop it. Like, what are you doing? You're not under duress anymore. Yeah, I don't even know why they're still doing the job. Like, if anything, just steal the crate. Maybe there's something important in there. Right. It, it was um, so weird because this guy's willing to hold them up with a gun. So. They go to drop this thing, but at the same moment, they hear Megalon, and that's when he comes through the dam. They run off, but at the same exact time, the bodyguard friend shows up. Yep, while the water is gushing through, because mind you, the dam is broken. Yep. So all the water's just rushing through, and it's going to drown everybody any second. Yeah. Um, and they can't. he can't figure out this truck either that's about to drop the thing off. And right. And by the way, it's hanging off the edge. Oh, yeah. For it would have already off. slid off. Yeah. Um, There's literally nothing holding it on to the truck yeah. at this point. Like it, it was just so goofy. Well, Megalon sees this and is like, "That truck, I need to get it." Now, I gotta. I guess we should describe what Megalon looks like because 
He's like a giant cockroach that has a wand on the top of his head. And also his arms are just drill bits. Yeah, he's very bizarre looking. Yeah, he, he's got full-on cockroach we, back with wings. Yeah, and he like has wings. Like. He looks like a bug. Yeah. He does. Um, And he's got a mouth with like two pinchers. Yep. It, he's like really... He's and I kind of love what he yeah, looks like. he's neat looking. I he's think he neat. looks fun. Yeah, um, he looks he looks different. But so. the shipping container starts falling at the same time that he winds up and goes to grab, which he can't because he has no hands, the shipping container. He ends up smacking it and comically <laughs> throwing it like a baseball. It was so funny. Through the air <laughs> with the child and the scientist inside of it who go flying out when it crashes because it opens the door and they go rolling out. Yes. Okay. So this is just another, what is this, instance number what, four or I five? I think this is three where, or four. Where the, this kid and this body, this bodyguard are, or the scientist are in the freaking crate that gets tossed hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air yeah. and crashes down to the ground so hard that it opens the door and they go rolling out rolling like out. a bunch of like comical like you know it was yeah. just ridiculous and they they're not dead you know they're barely even injured it was just nothing <laughs> wrong with them they and the because the, the bodyguard goes over and shakes them again and then and then like he goes over and shakes the kid and says oh my god are you okay are you okay like yeah that's what you want to do you want to shake this kid all of his bones are like gonna fall apart any minute not only does he shake him he props him up against it he sits him up and puts his head on a metal thing yeah he's so like, he's right? already probably has like you know five degrees of brain damage concussions he's probably just you know gonna he's at this point you would think he's being held together by just blood yeah and and then the other one the the he's like sprawled out he went rolling sprawled out he went rolling and he shakes him and he says oh get up get up are you okay and he's like oh yeah i'll be okay it's nothing it's nothing yeah (laughs) he got tossed hundreds of feet in the air he's probably like got a broken back and Yep. ruptured body parts and he, yep and if you're wondering right now two things i guarantee you're wondering right now why hasn't megalon come for them after he has smacked them comically through the air yep and two <laughs> isn't this a godzilla film right no well you might be right on both these things because godzilla does not show up for at least the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Maybe. It's like an hour and 18 minutes long, and we see Godzilla for the last 20 minutes of the movie. But yeah, and that's, do, and that's being generous, too. It is being um, generous. We we do get other, you know, we do get other monsters and other well, things. I mean, Jet Jaguar is flying around, which looks pretty funny. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Well, Megalon just leaves. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, Megalon just says, you know what? Fuck your couch. Yeah. I'm done with you. He just goes off. You know, and he just walks away, and then, you know, the three of them... They get, where do they get a car? Well, 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 first, he says, Jet Jaguar is flying around. They're controlling him. And he goes, that's okay. I have a MacGuffin around my neck. I have a device that can control Jet Jaguar from where I am. And he's like, how convenient. But guess what? It needs the line of sight. (laughs) That means he needs to be right in front of him. It's got to be like a garage opener. Yeah, and like you a have garage to click it in yeah. a certain distance from him, and somehow it takes him back over. But it looks like a, a small like medallion it's that goes medallion. around your neck. Yeah. But he talks into it to command. That's right. Jet it does. Jaguar. He talks into it. But he says to him, "We have to get closer." So 
Now, Megalon and Jet Jaguar are now on a ramp. Well, Jet Jaguar is flying around. He's this little toy, and he's flying around, and Megalon is following him. And Megalon goes on a rampage, which is basically stock footage from another movie, which is the Ghidorah film, Mm -hmm. where it's all of the blasts because uh, that character, Kaiju, has three heads, and each head shoots a lightning bolt. So when you watch the footage from this... You see three lightning bolts hitting everything, but there's only one coming out of Megalon's head. Right. So it's so you can tell automatically, okay, they're reusing They footage. had to. Yeah, they yeah. had to, which probably saved them money. You oh, know? this this is on it. Cheap. Yeah, oh, this, this one was is, on the cheap. This, I think this film was made for about $3.50 oh, hell US. No. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine you could do this? If you could do that with this. Oh, wow. They all work um, for free. <laughs> so... Which I would. If, if, if I was asked by Toho Studios to do a Godzilla movie, I would work for free. I don't care. <laughs> well, so now the army is involved. So the army shows up, and we get an entire montage of the army showing up. And it's cute as all hell. It's all the cars yes, tiny, are little tiny miniatures miniature models. mixed in with real footage of the army. And they're all showing up, and they're playing the music, and it's just great. And they're all showing up to fight Megalon. And the scientist, the bodyguard, and the child now are talking to the army. And the in the best, funniest thing ever, the head of the military just says to them, But still, at the moment, he's still controlled by the computer. I know. But this transmitter signals will override the computer controls. I'm sure. Well, let's give it a try. Right. Well, Jet Jaguar is not under your control anymore. Okay. What is happening? (laughs) One, they know Jet Jaguar's name. Right. They know the name of this robot. How? They know this robot exists, and they know that he doesn't have control anymore. Right. And he's telling the scientists, like, the scientists didn't know any of that, which means... That the army is somehow involved with the scientist, but none of that is established whatsoever. No, not at all. Yeah. Not and, at all. And the and the scientist is like, "You're right. I know, but we could get, we can reestablish it if you can get me close enough with the device." And the army guy's like, "Well, it's our only chance." What the fuck? I, like, yeah. why? And he's like, "Well, the only way to beat him is if we get close enough, we can trigger him and go get Godzilla." Right, we could we could trigger Jet Jaguar with the little with the device, and and he can go and tell Godzilla, "Hey, we need help." Yeah, that okay. I mean, this is madness. This is madness. It's a craziest um, plot. And I, I just it works because they get in a helicopter where, and while the child and the bodyguard go off in a car to come up with a plan, they go to a model shop. Or, anyways, let's cut to the one thing first. They, they, uh, the scientist gets in a helicopter with the general. They get close enough, and he's able to speak to Jet Jaguar. And he says, oh, well, luckily I programmed Jet Jaguar to have a failsafe that he can control himself and take over. This damn thing's useless now. I think I know what must have happened. He's programmed himself for survival. I built that into him. He's on his own. You sure? Hmm. You mean... He'll simply operate on his own from now on? Without further orders from you? Mm. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? Yeah, uh, what? Like he, you're, you're enabling a, a deadly weapon. A deadly weapon to, to just be sentient? Sentient. 
<laughs> and the general is like, great. And this works out really well because he tells Jack Jaguar, hey, you're they're trying to control you. You're free. Help us out. Go get Godzilla. And Jack Jaguar goes, he, yeah. he, he doesn't talk in this movie, but he just says, yeah, yeah. Okay. he turns well, around and goes, flies and off. he goes. And, he and goes. He, by the way, he has theme music. He does have theme brilliant. music. Yes. It's brilliant. Yeah. It is so catchy and fun Insert and cheesy as hell. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'll be playing it through this whole thing, probably. Um, he flies off, and we don't see him for a bit. Um, just like we don't see Godzilla for a bit. So then we have a plot where now Megalon is pissed. Yeah. he's Now he's going nuts. Well, he's just rampaging. He's yeah. destroying everything. And, Oh, we forgot that one jet. Ja- he's following Jet Jaguar. He hops. He does hop. Like he hops and then they also like gave a cute him bunny rabbit hopping. Yes, along. they gave him cute music as he hops yep. too. He's like boing boing boing. boing. Yeah. It, it was very comical. It's amazing. Like, it just feels like these movies were made, you know, for children. Oh, it's but yeah. it's so funny because like one thing that I noticed. This is you know because we're talking about how these movies are made for kids. There's it, when the villains are driving in the truck. There's like pinup posters, yes, plastered nudity. on the back of the window. You're absolutely right. I and forgot about there's that. breasts hanging out, and You're you right. can clearly see the model's boobs just yeah. out. And I'm like, that is unusual for these movies. They well, don't show that in any of these Toho movies. It's yeah, it, yeah. It's not a thing. Uh, well, that's really funny because you're saying it's for children, and it really isn't. Well, the because, sound effects would make it seem oh, as though it's comical. It is. But so many people would go see these movies. These movies were like huge successes. This one was a huge flop. Mm-hmm. And well, except I, I for why. in America, in America, that's a whole yeah. Well, story. because Americans so, are are the, Americans can embrace why they love this. Well, yeah, this, it's a really strange story about this movie. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> Megalon goes nuts, right? And he he's uncontrollable. So we cut back to Cetopia. The leader of Cetopia is like. We've lost control of Megalon. He's going crazy. They're like, we'll reach out to another alien, another species, and ask them, can we borrow their kaiju? First of all, how did they ever think that they would have um, any kind of power or control over Megalon in the first place? Like, what are they doing there? Are they using like a dog whistle? Are they using like how are they communicating with him? Are they using like a dog whistle or something? That's why they needed Jet Jaguar, and they had that ready to go, but they unleashed him before they had control. Yes, it makes no freaking sense. But what's even better is they're asking for another species. I don't think they're even from Earth. No, well, he's another kaiju, obviously. But he's not from this planet. And no. They call them. Now, let's just remember the plot of this. They don't have any like connection to the United Nations on their own planet. But they know aliens from another planet. Right. And they are trading kaiju 
Like it's like going over next door and asking for a cup of sugar. Right. They're it's going, just, hey, can I borrow your kaiju this week? It's so weird. And so, why would anyone want to give up a kaiju? Because they'd risk them dying. Yeah. So call back to a previous movie. That alien race was in a previous movie. And their kaiju, Gigan, gets sent to Earth <laughs> to join Megalon in a royal rumble. And it is fucking beautiful every moment of it is hilarious it is perfection so what happens here is gigan who is turning 50 uh godzilla is 68th uh, anniversary his Mm -hmm. birthday and gigan is turning 50 because that's how old that movie was that he showed up in first now gigan is a like a dinosaur who has like electronics on him right so he's got a visor a red visor he's got fins he's got all this stuff he also has no hands. He has big spikes for arms. Mm-hmm. And on his chest is a functioning buzzsaw. It's, it's <laughs> wild, right? Well, he shows up, and he shows up in front of Megalon, and he's like, hey, they don't talk now, but they do sign language to each other where they're like, hey, let's team up. And the other one's like, yep. And they're waving to <laughs> each other, so and they're bashing comical. their hands. It was so and they're comical. Like, I oh get everything gosh. you're saying, dude, and I'm totally in. It was Let's like, fuck this planet yes, up. They became like, you know, bros. Bros, and, and they were like, you know, almost like, I think there was a point where they, they did shake hands, and then they did, um, Godzilla gave a thumbs up. Oh, well, that didn't, yeah, that's not happening yet. But we're and all... I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and so they're just waving at each other. That's a guy getting Megalon. Yeah. Are, they're hooking up. They're hooking up. And they're, they're, they're already hit it off. Oh, yeah, I think besties. He, I think he said, did you see the newest episode of Breaking Bad? And I think Megalon said, holy crap, it was brilliant. Yeah, right. Did we just become best friends? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're joined up now. And cut to the bodyguard and the child going to a store. And they go to a model store. And it's really funny because all the models in that store are the models that, that they're using used in the movie. In the movie, yeah. But why were they in the store in the So they have with? a plan. To buy a model airplane or pick up, there's no people because everybody fled it. So they're basically going in here asking. I think they leave money on the table. They don't steal it, I don't think. Uh, they take a model airplane, and their plan is to go after, go after Jimmy Fallon, who's still in the laboratory. Yeah. And why would why he stay is there? He, I don't understand. He's trying to gain control of Jet Jaguar still. Because Jet Jaguar flew off to go to Monster Island. Uh, so they, this plan works. They fly a model airplane into Jimmy Fallon's face. It <laughs> crashes into his face. And then they beat him up. The kid actually beats him up yeah. by swinging on a metal thing yep. and knocking him down. And they gain control of the laboratory. <laughs> None of this is necessary this, this because is, at this point, Jet Jaguar is already sentient. And in control. He's in control of himself. So what is the reasoning? Yeah. So they gain communication with the scientist and everybody's happy again. At the same time, Jet Jaguar has accomplished his mission because he's landed on Monster Island. Mm -hmm. And him and big old G himself share words. Just like Megalon. (laughs) It's like they don't really share words. They share thoughts. Like, you know, they do some silence. It was like the Vulcan mind meld, you know, my thoughts to your thoughts, that kind of thing, because they somehow just understood each other. And what's really funny is Godzilla is looking at a small man robot 
<laughs> it's a tiny little robot. It lands on the on the, the island, and he's looking at him. Uh, is he's like an ant at Godzilla, and he can understand all of what he's telling to tell him, and he's yeah. doing sign language, and Godzilla's on board. He's like, huh? Like I got you, bro. What you're saying is Megalon <laughs> is loose. This creature we didn't know existed is loose, and it's messing everybody up. I'm coming, man. I'm with you. Yeah. So Godzilla. The big G himself does a cannonball into the ocean to follow Jet Jaguar to beating the crap out of Megalon. Yep. It's so, pretty epic, their interaction, the two of yeah. them. Like, it was just, they were just instant besties. Instant besties. Godzilla's on board. He doesn't bring in the other kaiju with him. He's on his own. And he comes aft with, with Jet Jaguar. Now, Jet Jaguar can fly. Godzilla's got to swim. So now we, we've only seen Godzilla for this moment. And we won't see him again for another 15 minutes into this movie. <laughs> this is the first time we'd seen him, and this is about 45 to 50 minutes yeah, into the film. Yeah, it's like a high and by. And he, then he's gone because he's swimming. So yep. Jet, Jaguar, Jet Jaguar is able to get to Megalon and grow. Yeah, we don't know how he's able to do this. Yeah. You know, he, he's just a robot. So yeah. how how, did, how does that happen? And I feel like I'm completely wrong with my... Uh, coming up with this plan because i don't know if gigan has shown up yet before jet jaguar and megalon fight i um, think that gigan comes in a little bit later but I'm, I'm a little off but what does happen is that jet jaguar reaches megalon and is able to grow mm -hmm. to the same size as a kaiju the scientist doesn't know this is possible right he doesn't know it's possible and he built him and he's like whoa right so okay. what what the hell is this because he became like you know sentient and he yeah i mean so how do you how do you accomplish that you're a robot you're made out of metal and parts he's got pim particles yeah okay um <laughs> let's just go with from it easter island yep um he grows in size and fights megalon and at first he's he walks up to megalon megalon's like who are you he gives him a face like, hey, who are you? <laughs> Jet Jaguar walks up into his face and bitch slaps him so hard that he goes flying. It is amazing to watch. <laughs> Megalon is like taken by surprise. Megalon gets up and he's pissed. So they have a, a showdown. They fight, right? <laughs> and he knocks down Jet Jaguar. He gets the best of Jet Jaguar. He's beat him up. And Jet Jaguar is like on a bender he's on the floor like holding his head like ow jesus I'm getting yeah but my you ass know what's funny here. is that he's a robot so how does he feel pain he feels pain he's reacting to every I don't beat understand this. yeah and that's when i think gigan does show up because then gigan and megalon now tag team jet jaguar and they beat they beat him up they so much one holds his arms behind his back while the other one's punching him in the face yeah. in, the, in the chest it's really it, it's freaking awesome. funny they're like kicking rocks out of him that, the fight scene between the, the four of them is pretty well, badass. Yeah, Godzilla has taken his time getting there, and yeah. he's letting Jet Jaguar get his ass beat before he shows up. He <laughs> finally does show up, and that's when it's for real. I mean, the shit just gets real for me. Godzilla is full-on Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and he goes and does all kinds of wrestling moves on these guys. Yeah, he does. Tears it he, up. He's doing everything. He's doing a hand gestures like he's showing his muscles off he's running and clotheslining them he at one point he is able to 
take one of them by the tail and throw him up and down like he's weightless. Like just slapping him over yeah. and over and over again on the ground. And he actually goes up to Jet Jaguar and tag teams him out. Yep. And it Godzilla was, walks It was pretty in. rad. It was, it was awesome. He tags out Jet Jaguar so he can get some rest. And he goes in and beats the crap out of both of them. Megalon and, and Gigan. Gigan actually, like, I think he takes off. Yeah, he does. Gigan's like, I'm out. Like, You're on your out, own, man. man. This I'm is out. way harder than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah, he's uh, over it. He just flies off, and he's he leaves Megalon on his own. And Godzilla, he decides, I got a new move. I got to show you Jet Jaguar. So he runs back, gets on his tail tip, and flies. <laughs> Feet first into Megalon through the air and crashes into Megalon's chest. I, I I love it so much because I mean we've seen that in um GIFs, you know, we've seen oh, that it's in the opening of Mystery Science Theater. In Mystery Science Theater, and that shot just does not get old. It never it's gets like old. I just love it. He's literally just flying on his tail with his feet up. Wee! Wee yeah. It's Wine and a pitch. It's amazing. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's brilliant. And these two have beat... And, and I will say that they also cheat because I think Jet Jaguar holds Megalon's hands behind his back and mm-hmm. lets him fly into him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're definitely teamed up. Yeah, there. they're teaming... Now they're, they're giving him back. And Megalon has got his ass beat and I believe he burrows into the ground because that's a power he has. Yeah. And he goes into the ground and... It, we don't really know. I think he dies, but we're not really sure. Godzilla, I think, he does his atomic breath yep. right into him, into the ground, and it's just an explosion of spring. Oh, like a, uh, what's that called? Like fireworks or something shooting out of it, you know? Yeah. Sparks are flying. And I guess we're to assume that he has killed him. And Godzilla and Jet Jaguar have a moment. They go up. They're bromancing. They hold, they shake hands. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Godzilla is shaking a giant robot's hand. Yeah, he totally did as if and they were just, they're having a bromance. Yeah. I even think he throws him a peace sign. He does throw him a peace sign. I may, I was like freaking yeah. out when I saw that. It's, it's amazing. It was like, peace out, homie. Yeah, peace out, dude. It was so it, sweet. It, it's, it's, it's unreal. And Godzilla's like, that was fun. I'm going to go back. Yep. Well, all's good because Seatopia has been beaten. We never see them again. No, which, by the way, who even knows where they are? They're on Earth. They're on Easter they're Island. On... Under the, in their... Oh, yeah, but you know what? The country, all of that apparently. is still on Earth. So if we could just decipher where these people come from, I mean, it doesn't even freaking matter because well, it doesn't it's matter. It's all because... about the kaiju and Jet Jaguar in this movie, anyway. Well,. Look, let's just end how the movie ends because the movie ends that Jet Jaguar shrinks down. The child is like, Jet Jaguar! Now, they don't really even know him. It's just a robot that came to life and now is sentient. Yeah. And they're acting like they're best friends with him. They are so happy that when he lands, he comes back to them. And the kid goes on his shoulders. They're friends. They have a whole music montage of them walking, and they seem like the scientist and the bodyguard are chatting with him. He can't talk. Yeah, he can't talk, but it seemed like at the end of like a, you know, like a full house 
episode, yes. you know, where Danny Tanner has like, you know, Michelle on his shoulders yes. and they're like all walking as a family after having a nice picnic. Mm-hmm. That's exactly That's the scene. That's exactly it. That's exactly the and scene. They freeze frame Finn. Finn. Over. It's it's a happy family <laughs> so they reunited. Were a family. Again. Yes. Oh, I guess just another guy to this kid to grow up and tell them these are all my dads. Yeah. Jet Jaguar. We have and no scientists. No established relationship at all with any of these characters. And mind you, there is okay. This I've read the trivia. There, this movie, and you could tell by watching it, just by watching it, there are no women in the, this the, movie. There are women only as dancers. That's they, it. None of them have lines. No, not not a single. It's line. a very they're strange just, movie. They're just dancers. It, like I usually, there's at least you know two or three women yeah, in these movies. Usually, there's always uh, the kid uh, doesn't uh, have a mom. Yeah, nothing. Well, we, yeah, we don't know. That's why I'm saying I I don't know if this is a, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. I really don't know. I, I don't know. But I think this is the one Godzilla film that doesn't have women. Yeah, it doesn't. They made mention of that in the trivia. That yeah. this is there's like none. I mean, it's just the the dancing women for like a like four seconds, and then that's it. There's yeah. this kid. There's never an established sister. There's never an established mom, grandma. Nothing. 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 It's just you. You question throughout the whole movie. How, how does this kid know these people? Yeah. Where's this kid who, come from? Who, who, who's family? Like, is anybody related? Yeah, like, who's no one freaking talks raising to each other like him? They are. It's like they, these two men seem to genuinely care about this kid, but like, how are they related? Like, what's their situation? It's just bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, now, look, here's what I got to talk about because since we just finished the entire plot of this movie, which is very short, and you're waiting, and Godzilla's only in it, and and this is the thing I have to point this out because when the new Godzilla movies came out. One of the biggest things that I got annoyed by, by was hearing people say Godzilla's not in these movies enough. Now, to me, that's an insult because that means that you had never seen a Godzilla film before if you had said that. Because Godzilla is never in his own movies. He's always a third or fourth character in his own movies. Yeah. Usually he's always humans and aliens fighting and they use kaijus to battle. Godzilla's in more of these new American movies than he's ever been in his own films. Yeah. And in this movie, I think he's in about 10 to 15 minutes. And I don't know if I should even include okay. the opening. He's in 10 minutes and 24 seconds. Wow, someone already did the math. Yep. Yeah, so in the opening shot is actually a recycled shot from another movie. So that doesn't really even count. The same thing with him in the water. I think that's also recycled. Not when he jumps in. I, I think that's new. But yeah, that, that always blows my mind. But what really blows my mind is the plot of this movie. In this movie, we're finding out that there's an alien race, not an alien race, but an undersea water race of people who want to destroy the planet. Now, when the movie ends, we just don't see them again. We it's never over. see them again. We don't even know what planet they're on. So They're our, on our planet. They okay, say so they want that to the destroy Earth, the, the surface dwellers. So they want to destroy themselves. It makes no sense. No, they want to destroy the surface so that the sea can live. Okay, I and, get that. And they have infl- they have goons infiltrated on the surface. So why do they just give up? Yeah, I don't know. And also, like at the end of this movie, and 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 I gotta say this too. This is the Little Mermaid conversation we have all the time. They're not bad guys. They're actually mad because humans keep destroying the Earth. And it's affecting them, and it's killing them, and they're trying to stop it. 
Now, yes, did they go about it the wrong way? They could have reached out and said, hey, there's like an entire civilization down here. You guys got to stop doing this crap. Right. If you see our toga parties, you kind of want to be a part of this. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They, they just sent that. a monster. They, they actually waited until they said a third of their population has been killed of, yeah. their, of their country. And yeah, that's when country. they finally go, you know what? I'm sick of this. Send the kaiju out because that's our only weapon. Mm-hmm. That kind of seems insane. That their own, that they, There's more water than land. So they, if they control the water, they should be able to take over the land instantly. But they only need a kaiju, which is insane. But at the end of the day, I feel bad for them, you know, because they're they're dying off and they're like trying to save themselves. Yeah. And they're going about the wrong way. And at the end, you kind of go, "Who's the bad guy here?" Because yeah, I mean, it was actually you know man who was letting off the, the atom bombs it. and all that stuff. And, and the atom bomb actually pissed off. Monster Island and all the inhabitants, which right. could have sent enraged the kaiju right. to attack. So the humans are basically just, you know, starting a chain reaction of just pure, you know, destruction. Yeah, and what they and and if you're going by, G- G- uh, um, Jesus, oh my gosh, um, Gigan. No, if you're going by the rules of the original, uh, Gojira. Gojira. The the a bomb is what created him. Right. Now, I know that's not the same because that was an evil version. He's dead. And this is a another, you know, uh, there's subgroups of these movies and they all fit a different thing. One that he's evil, one that he's a ghost. One is, There's all these weird rules, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, in this one, he's a friendly one. So you just kind of go, well, they keep setting off these bombs and they, they're doing bad stuff. You kind of don't want to side with them. Right. And you kind of feel bad when they, or the sea people are like screwed over. I wonder if when Megalon goes back down that they got killed. I don't know if that's what happened too because I think that maybe he burrows and then Godzilla shoots the atomic blast and maybe it kills them. Yeah. But I but feel really bad for I all mean, of them. I mean, I'm glad they, that they didn't show us if that was what, you know. Have. Maybe we blanked out. No, I would have known because I was like watching. Like, I wanted to see the end yeah. to see if they're, you know, to see the Cetopia people were going to get anything coming to them yeah and i they just disappeared out of the movie yeah I, they, they did they just disappear the same thing with the goons uh this <laughs> yeah the goons disappeared and it was it's like wild it really is wild now now look i picked this movie for our first movie of november for our favorite so bad it's good this is the reason i picked this movie is because when i was a kid i loved this watching when I was a kid, I, I loved WWF when I was a kid. And seeing Godzilla and Jet Jaguar do little t- tag team wrestling moves was mind-blowingly fun. It was and, fun for me. And, and, and I'm I, an adult. And I, Exactly. And it, it still holds up. And in this funny human stuff, this plot, sometimes these plots are really bad. This specific one, I don't think it's the worst. I'm never bored. Some of them are boring. Like, there's a couple of them. There's one where it's like, the aliens are like monkey people, and there's another one. Where the aliens are like cockroach people. It's very strange, and some of them are boring. But this one has got so much charm and goofiness to it that it just makes me so happy to watch it. Yeah. And it's so short; you can't really complain about it. Like it's very short, and it was also, you know, you could tell that this one was made with you know kids in mind because I feel like you know the sound effects. Some of the the goofy mannerisms, like you know, throwing up the peace sign and you know, basically high fiving and stuff. That was you know, 
kid stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, which is wild because these movies made, like I was talking about earlier, these movies make a lot of money for them. And so people still ran out and saw these movies, even adults. This was like a, you had to go see a Godzilla Yeah, movie. I'm sure. This was the one that didn't do well, which is really crazy. And I think the re- reason it didn't do so good is because maybe it was too friendly for kids. That's what I, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And, and this director, the director of this one, he had done uh, a bunch of the other bigger ones, like uh, Mecha Godzilla, and I think he did the Gigan one that had came before this. And, uh, you know, he so it's kind of interesting that he was on a roll, and I don't know if this one kind of stopped him from doing that, like making since it's lost so much money and that's probably why we never saw jet jaguar again yeah that's uh, a shame because i i like jet jaguar yeah and especially i think he has finally came back in animated form there's a netflix uh, animated uh, godzilla show and he there's a jet jaguar in that that they use but nothing as cool as the jet jaguar in this with no music uh but yeah it's i think this movie kind of destroyed a lot of that and i think he's probably wanted to comment down what's really funny though is that when this came to America, it blew up. People loved it. Kids in America absolutely ate this up. So this is one of those movies that you could get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of Godzilla films are hard to get. Yeah. This was one of those rare ones that it was everywhere. Um, And it was on, like you said, it it got picked up on uh, Mr. Science Theater. They did an episode, but Toho is now taking back the rights, so you can hardly get that Mr. Science Theater episode. They actually had to remove it from box sets. Stuff like that. That sucks. Yeah, and this was so loved. by so many people had seen it in so many ways. It was either on, I think it was like TBS in the morning that would have Godzilla Hour, yeah. I believe. <laughs> and so this was so accessible that I think that kids just really, really, especially of my age, saw this when I did. I think that's why they're so, like, loved. Mm-hmm. And now I know, I will say this, the reason we're doing this, we're doing movies that we know are bad. But we just can't get enough of how fun they are. Yeah. And this is like, to me, a prime example of So Bad It's Good. Oh my God, yeah. This is it, so much it's fun. It's so much fun. It is so goofy. If you have friends over with beer, this is a kind of movie you put on and everybody just loses it laughing. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah. There's so many fun things about this film. And, well, look, and here's the problem now. It has a 4.8 on IMDb. That's know? a shame. I, I, I mean, look, I don't expect it to be any higher um at least a five you know uh it's got i think it's only six thousand people have rated it i gave it a five um yeah i, I can understand it I, I probably am stupid enough to want to give it a six but i know it's bad but sometimes like i always talk about so bad it's good is it gets to a point where it's like not that great but it moves up quickly mm-hmm. and so i feel like this is one of those movies that gets elevated from how goofy and funny it is and how much fun it is. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to put it on here and watch it again and just like talk about it a little bit because I just think it's such an interesting dive into yeah, Godzilla lore. I, I like this one. And, you know, it's a it's a fun way to say happy birthday to the big guy. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. This is a fun one. So, this yeah. Fun. I gave it a five and I really liked it. I had a good time. I was laughing a lot because there was a lot of goof. But, you know, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. I do. And um, they accomplished it. I mean, I know this isn't your favorite Godzilla film. Of, of the no. originals, not of the uh, remake stuff, because the remake stuff is pretty Well, great. I like everything um, with you-know-who. So. Well, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Your, fa- <laughs> your favorite is King Ghidorah. Yes. So, big time. 
I just love Godzilla in any form. Mm-hmm. And it was either between picking this one for this or King Kong versus Godzilla, which is also just as fun mm-hmm. and insane. And I went with this one because this one really just holds a, a spot in my heart. So Well, at least you didn't pick Son of Godzilla because, you know. He I, looked, I think that I one's funny, too. I know you think it's funny, but I can't take it. And it's too, you know, the Son of Godzilla, I, it's got another name. The one you're thinking of, I don't think that's actually Son. The one where he looks like a booger. Yeah, well, yeah, that's Mina or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember what that one's called. I always forget what that one's called because it's, like, very hard because there's another one called Son of Godzilla. And then there's another one, and that's the one you're thinking of. It's like when... Uh, Baby Godzilla's hanging out with a little child. Yeah, I can't. School. He looks like he, it's so crazy. He does. He looks like a like a solidified booger yeah, with eyeballs. A bug. It's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's uh, the first movie in our little trying out to see how we rank and how we feel about so bad it's good movies. Yeah, we got so more next, in store. Yeah, next week will be Joe's pick. And we'll uh, yeah. we'll see what that's going to be next time. going to be a hoot. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good one. <laughs> I had enough of the water. I'm going to stick to dry land. You really think it'll go? You bet your life. I don't know. I do. I'm going to test it out. Bye-bye. Take care.